welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I am your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 51. Today, we're going to go over the anatomy of a spell. We're going to go through what a spell is, the difference between spells and rituals, and kind of how to make one yourself. I will uh, give you some examples of how I know that mine have worked. Um, I definitely have had some seriously flop. (laughs) I'll share that with you as well. And I will also share with you in the Witchy Woman Friends group, like a template that I made for myself so you can make a spell and kind of fill in the blanks. It's, of course, tweakable to however the heck you want to do it um, because, as you know, I'm kind of free-flowing as far as this stuff goes, but it kind of gives you a good idea, um, a quick reference to how to make a spell. So before I get started, I do want to encourage everyone um, to send prayers or good juju or whatever you do uh, to Australia and Puerto Rico right now. Um, I don't listen to the news much, but I am aware that Australia is basically on fire and a really uh, decent earthquake hit Puerto Rico. Um, So I encourage everybody to just take a moment, even if it's two or three seconds, just to close your eyes, center, and send out some love to those areas. Um, To all that is affected, I know that Australia has lost homes and lives and animals' lives and all of the vegetation that's being decimated is absolutely devastating. Um, Also, earthquakes are scary and (laughs) destructive, and I don't know how. I just kind of read it. Somebody had tweeted it, and I haven't looked into it, but before I recorded today, I just wanted to add Puerto Rico into everybody's prayer prayer list, please. So I will um, not say a ton about that because I haven't really looked up a ton about it (laughs) as far as the the earthquake goes, but um, I am aware of it. And anybody that's listening, that's an area that's being uh, devastated by these natural disasters, I, my heart goes out to you. I am so sorry this is happening to your area and to your lives. I cannot imagine. (laughs) Um, So I will also be posting, I think I posted it in the Witchy Woman Friends group, but I posted a a sigil, sigil, dude, somebody tell me how to say that. I haven't even looked it up. I usually say sigil, but I heard somebody in a YouTube video say sigil, but I say sigil. So anyway, that's neither here nor there, but I will post (laughs) a Rain for Australia uh, sigil in the Witchy Woman Friends group again. I'm probably just going to reshare it. Um, So if you would like to put that on your body, on a map, and, you know, maybe draw that over the the country of Australia, however you want to do it. I thought I'd share it. I shared it earlier, and a couple of us drew it on our hands uh, or on our arms, and um, maybe if everybody does it, it would be powerful enough to make some kind of impact. Um, I also want to send out during my meditation this morning, I did light a candle. And when I was doing my meditations, I was sending out love and healing to both places, both areas, Puerto Rico and Australia. Okay, so I'm done there. (laughs) So what's new here? Okay, so I don't know how many Nebraska listeners or Colorado listeners we have, but if you are from like Front Range, Colorado or Nebraska, you have heard about the drone swarms. So I know this isn't witchy, but it's creepy as shit. (laughs) Um, We have had a 
um, like an invasion of drones. They usually come at night and there's multiple sightings in multiple areas at the same time. And I was kind of skeptical about actually it being a real thing. I thought maybe people were just, their imaginations were starting to run away with themselves. But we actually saw them go over our town last night. Um, it was weird. They, there, there was a couple flying a little higher than the, we saw three go over our place. And then I guess when it moved, the swarm moved farther west, more joined. So I don't know what it's about. People are really getting freaked out around here. Some, the conspiracy theories, holy crap. There's like a gazillion of them. There's nothing we can do about it. It's illegal to shoot them down. So please do not shoot them down. I heard there was like a $250,000 fine and you get to go to like federal prison for shooting a drone down. <laughs> so don't do that. Um, I tried to get, we tried to get video and it wasn't a really, it, it, they're so far and there's so many stars and everything's that it really didn't pick up the drone very well. Brad got a little bit of a video, but you can hardly pick it out. So I just want to know, does anybody else uh, that's listening, are you guys experiencing this as well? It's really weird. It feels very, um, I don't know, it's just weird. It feels invasive and strange. I'm not really that paranoid about it. So I'm not, it's not stressing me out, but it's definitely, I can see it stressing a lot of people out around here. They want to know what it is and why they're doing it. And I just wanted to share my little tidbit about that. And if anyone, I do, I want to hear if you have seen it, the swarm, or if you have uh, any pictures, please share that in the witchy woman friends group. I would love to see and hear about your experiences with this crazy drone thing. Like the conspiracies, the theories are like range from USGS looking for um, oil pockets, like uh, natural gas. And then like it goes clear onto the spectrum that like this is alien, um, like scouting swarms with drones and and they're, you know, scouting our area to to plan an attack or whatever. So I don't know where I fall into all of that. I don't know. I'm kind of more on the realistic side of those theories, but I would love to hear yours. <laughs> okay, well, let's get on to spells. So if I ask my younger witchy self what the coolest or like best part of being a witch would be, I would for sure say spells. It It's what makes... Ugh. It's part of what makes this path so alluring and seriously freaking badass, right? You need some extra money, do a spell. Someone's pissing you off, in the freezer they go. But it isn't all just spells that are awesome in my opinion. I love the connection that I have to nature and the elements. I love the freedom of spirituality and the flow and evolution of my practice. So when I first started out doing this, you know, as like a teenager, my practice looked completely different from what it does now. Back when I was younger, I was much more likely to put somebody in the freezer or try to do some kind of banishing thing to to, to other people uh, first without doing anything mundane. Um, and now I do all the mundane things first. So I try to talk it out with people. I try to go up the chain of command in whatever organization I have an issue with or, or, you know, I, I really do try that part. And if that doesn't work out, if I have exhausted all of that, then damn Skippy, I'm going to do a spell. Um, I know that somebody posted in the Witchy Woman Friend group a video that Chris Crocker 
put out there and it basically said that same thing like can we stop hexing and cursing and binding each other meaning other witches before you even talk to them so like say you're in a coven and you have somebody in the coven that's pissing you off and instead of going hey karen why you got to be like that towards me what do you what's what's going on did I make you mad? Did I hurt you in some way? Let's talk it out. So instead of doing that, we're just like, screw you. I'm going to go home and stick you in the freezer. So instead of doing that, let's let's try. I want to make sure that during this episode, I make sure that I express that part of it. I do. I think we all should do the human thing first. Do the muggle thing first because... We cannot avoid our responsibilities. Don't use spells to avoid confrontation. Um, That's all part of us evolving, you know, as each soul. Each one of us has lessons to learn. And when we have conflict, usually conflict creates change in some way, shape, or form. And a lot of times that change is, you know, very good for you. It might be super uncomfortable for you to go to Karen and go, girl, why are you so pissed off at me? Why do you, you know, give me side eye every time we're in a circle or something like that? Um, And maybe you find out there's nothing. She, you know, is just looking at you because she looks up to you. Maybe that's it. Maybe you're taking it completely wrong. She's staring at you because she admires you and she's trying to emulate you and you took it wrong. So without that conversation, how the hell would you know? So I just want to put that out there. First thing, do the mundane thing first. Do the muggle thing, (laughs) okay? And if that doesn't work, get out your spell book or get out your pen and paper and write yourself a spell. So (laughs) I don't have any rules So what I do, I just kind of feel guided and that's how I do things. Um, I can learn and grow with my practice without hearing the threats of burning in some theoretical fireball under the earth for not following some arbitrary rules that prop up the patriarchy and control the masses. That is the main thing that I love about this, my own practice. And I just wanted to share that. (laughs) But enough of my soapbox. Let's talk about spells. So, first, let's differentiate uh, between spells and rituals. So, according to the Oxford Dictionary, a ritual is a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. And I actually kind of like that definition. For me, it's something I do that has deep meaning to honor or celebrate a Sabbath or Esbot or deity, uh, a time of the year, It is a spiritual ceremony for me that requires more preparation and there's a lot more seriousness about the whole process when I'm doing an actual ritual. So I do rituals on the Sabbaths and sometimes I do rituals to honor Esbots as well. Um, And I will also use rituals to honor a deity. Um, A lot of times that's what my rituals are, are centered around. And according, let's let's talk about the spells and what that means. So according to the same dictionary, a spell is a form of words used as a magical charm or incantation. A spell is, is less spiritual for me for the most part and is more about action and results for me. So there for sure can be a spell inside of a ritual. So I've done rituals to honor a deity with a spell inside of the ritual because that deity is whom I wanted assistance for. So I 
start out as a ritual to call forth this deity, um, give them an offering of some sort, whether that's, you know, in my offering bowl, my, my herbs, my candles, whatever that may be, um, connect with them and then do the spell, um, basically petitioning them to please help me with this spell. So that's how that works for me. And that may not be the same for everybody. I'm just sharing what I do. So we all don't have to believe or think the same thing. And that that's kind of what a kind of what makes this path kind of cool. It's the freedom that we have, right? So now that we've kind of defined rituals and spells, let's talk about the first thing, intent. Intent is the first thing I do. So I ask myself, usually I journal. So I have a spell book where I journal my thoughts before um, I do a spell, the preparation that I'm going to do to create or to carry out the spell. And then I actually will take notes afterwards. Um, So I ask myself in in this journaling, I ask myself, what am I doing or why am I doing the spell and what specific result do I want? Here's where I journal or just have a good sit down with myself and decide if spell work is how I want to handle whatever it is or if I can solve it using a mundane route. If spell work is what I'd like to do, then I decide what I want out of it. For example, if I'm doing a money spell, I'm not just going to hope for money because I could get a dollar and a dollar is not going to help pay my bills. I mean, it will help a little, but if I'm going to do a spell and put this much energy into it, I'm going to ask for a certain amount and anything larger than that. That way, if I need $100, I don't just get a dollar. I always ask for the amount or something greater. And this doesn't just apply for money spells. It applies to every spell and ritual, whether you are doing a spell to heal your body or to banish a toxic person from your life. Intent is the most important part of your spell and can teach us the most about ourselves, I think. After you analyze and pick apart your intent, you may realize that the intent you thought you had isn't that at all, but something entirely different. So it's very important to sit on this a bit. So if I am going to do a spell, let's just use, because it's the most popular, I get most messages about prosperity spells. So if I'm going to do a prosperity spell, I'm not going to just do it like gonna go open my spell book you know whip it open and do the spell right then and there or that night even I'm gonna take some time I'm probably gonna take a couple days at least and get all my materials journal about it get everything ready because that just layers all that preparation and intent that you're feeling makes that makes it stronger and also makes sure that you are well prepared and that you're doing this because you have actually decided to not because you're like just spur of the moment I want some money I'm gonna do it so the f- next thing that I would that would be on my list is to cast a circle call the directions watch towers quarters or whatever um, and not everybody does this but this is on the next thing that I will do after I have written it all out I've gotten all my supplies I planned out the day I'm gonna do it this is how I'm gonna do the spell I'm gonna c- cast some kind of protection around me I like to cast a circle by visualizing my space around me in a bubble of protection and I ask an angel that's with me a lot for protection to please watch over me and let nothing negative breach that bubble I want to take a bit <laughs> and define directions, watchtowers, and quarters. You're going to hear that or see that a lot when you look up spells or rituals, ceremonies, that sort of thing. And I kind of wanted to touch on what the hell that shit is because that can get kind of confusing. 
So directions are, for me, the five directions, east, north, south, west, and spirit. Um, those are the five points on a pentacle. Uh, watchtowers or guardians are kind of the same thing. And they are the directions, but in a little bit, I guess, some history of that. In the 1880s, the Order of the Golden Dawn coined that term for their rituals. And they were a very ceremonial-based, uh, basically a, a Wiccan more type religion. Um, quarters are the directions as well. Mostly, they're always to describe the same thing. Call them whatever you want. You can call them the elements. So when I do it, I will call um, the elements with the with the directions. So, for example, I would say um, I would say something like uh, direction of south, um, element of fire. I call on you. Um, or please be present, something like that. Um, then you can call in your deity or your higher power, uh, whatever you want to. And you don't have to do this. This is just what I do. So say I have set my circle up. I feel protected. I have lit my protection candle. At this point, I have like a black candle that I made with some essential oils and herbs and crystals that I use as like my protection candle. I usually also have some incense going on um, that corresponds to whatever I'm doing. So I like to use cinnamon incense if I'm going to do prosperity spells. So I have these little sticks of cinnamon incense and I will have that burning while I'm starting this ritual or spell. So say that I'm doing a spell for prosperity. Let's just keep on that that subject. So if I'm working with, and let's just say I'm not working with a deity here. I'm just working with my higher self, my spirit guides, spirit. I'm asking the universe for something. So I've set up my circle. I've got my protection around me. I lit my candles. I have my incense going. Um, I am going to probably talk to spirit. And this is personal for me, so this may not be how everybody else does it, but I'm just going to take a moment, ask spirit to be present. I mean, I did when I called in my quarters, but I'm going to connect. I'm going to take some time now, and I like to sit and do kind of a body check as far as my, my chakras go. I make sure they're all... I visualize each one from the root up, opening and making them healthy. I want all of my energy flowing really well for this because you're using your personal power to connect with the universe, with spirit or whatever to carry out this spell. So I want to be connected. So I'm going to open up all my chakras, make sure they're healthy. And for that, for me, that means visualizing each one. If it's dim, I'm going to brighten it up with my uh, visualization techniques. And then I'm going to make sure that my crown chakra is super open so that I can be connected to spirit. And then, oh, also, some of you, uh, I know from from kind of reading comments and stuff in the group, some of you are really into ancestors and honoring them. And a lot of times I will... After I've connected to spirit, I have like some ancestor stuff on my altar. And I'm just going to say, you know, ancestors, you know, if you could please come and be with me and help me carry this out. If it's for my highest good, I would really appreciate it. Kind of invite them in and, and send them a little gratitude as well. So say that part's over. I've checked my energy. I feel good in my bubble. All my crap's on my altar. Everything's set up perfect. I've asked my ancestors to please be with me. So here is when the incantation or the rhyme 
comes in. So this is something you can find online or a book or you can write one yourself. It doesn't have to rhyme. I just like it to have some sort of flow. Um, And honestly, dude, Pinterest has a gazillion little chants. If you type in in like prosperity chant, it's going to come up with a bunch of them. So if you need some inspiration, if you'd like to write your own and you kind of want to see how other people have done it, go on Pinterest and type in whatever chant or spell you're looking for and you can get tons of inspiration. It's like a rabbit hole for me that I can't get out of. So once I start, I'm there for like an hour or two. It's so yeah, make sure you have lots of time. <laughs> um, so I'm going to pick something that resonates with me and, and you should, you should pick something that you're like, okay, I don't feel weird saying it out loud. I feel connected. I like it. Tweak it to however you want. Because you need to say this out loud. Um, if you're unable to speak for any reason, then make sure that you are comfortable speaking this in your mind very, very strongly as well. So you need to be comfortable expressing that chant in some way, shape, or form. The next one is meditation or visualization. And I know this is not in everybody's list of stuff how they do a spell, but it is for me. This can be just centering yourself and visualizing the energy raising or the result of your spell being realized. So you've done the incantation or the rhyme. You've said all the words and then you stop. You you sit and you center. And like if I'm doing, say I'm doing a uh, money spell. I need money to pay this bill. Say it's a $275 bill and I ask for this or something greater. So the way I like to look at it is I imagine my bank account balance um, raising. So I have an amount where my, my, my bank account is that the money would come out of. I add 275 to that and then I, and I see that number, but then I see it rolling up like it like you see it going from, say, I have $2,000 in my checking account. I need 2275 in order to pay this bill. I don't want to take any more out of my checking. I want more added. So I'm going to imagine the number 2275 And then I'm going to imagine it just going up, like 2276 78 79 80 81 82 I see it just kind of going um, up, 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 up. And I will visualize that. That, for me... That's how I do it. Other people will imagine a check to the universe. And you can actually print these out. You could just type in check, prosperity check um, into Pinterest or Google or whatever. And you'll come up with a bunch of pre-made checks. And you can actually write that check out, stick it on your altar, and focus on that for your intent if you need something physical. But however it is for you, just visualize this money coming to you in some way, shape, or form. Um, And then I will also send out, after this, I'm going to send out gratitude for the things that I have, for the roof over my head, the clothes that I have, the food that I eat, um, anything that I feel like I need to share that gratitude, love out in the, out to the universe for, I'm going to do that after my visualization because I feel it's a give and a take and you need to acknowledge the blessings that you do have in order to make room for things to come into your life. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So say that's all done and then you end your spell. I love to end my spell um, with the gratitude and then I always, so I should have said this about the incantation part, but in my, in all of my spell work, as far as my verbalization, I will always put as a caveat in there, 
and harm none. <laughs> so mote it be. So if I add to me, like if I'm asking for money, I don't want somebody to like kick the bucket in order for me to get money. I don't want, you know, a long lost uncle to have to die in order for me to get my 275 bucks, right? That's really bad. So I always add into my spell and harm none. So mote it be. Because for me, that's saying to the universe, I really need this, but if it doesn't serve my highest good and it's going to hurt somebody else, then I'm good. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> I should have said that when I was talking about incantations, but I wanted to get that out. Um, so after that's all done, so I'm sitting there, I'm looking at all my burning candles. Uh, I'm done with my visualization and my gratitude. Then you need, if you have, if you have done a circle, if you've called in the quarters, if you've called in some kind of deity, you need to release them. I want to share one with, uh, I was working with Hecate or Hecate, however you want to say it. Um, and this is the closing that I came up with. I kind of just tweaked something I found. But here would be, I'm going to I'm gonna address the goddess. Here is what I, I kind of tweaked something from the, I found online. But anyway, I, in closing, I'm going to say, Lady of the moon of the fertile earth and rolling seas, I thank you for your presence. Hecate, guardian of the crossroads and keeper of the hounds, thank you for your presence. Stay if you will, go if you must, but know that you are ever welcome in my heart. So that's something I was working with her and that's how I kind of ended that part. So I'm done with my ritual or spell and I asked her, I, I told her I was thank you, thankful and then released her. So then after I'm going to do that, I need to release the uh, directions. So, um, an example of how I would release directions would be direction of the south, spirit of fire, thank you for your presence, farewell, spirits of the south. So, that's how I do that. Um, you can do it however you want. You can word it however you want. That's just um, how I did it. And what I did was I go online. I'm a nerd and I research everything. And I kind of look through how everyone has done it. And I really like when I'm doing a ritual to have it a little more formal. So that's how I end open and end a ritual or a spell nowadays. I just feel like it adds a little more concentration. And uh, I don't know. I like elaborate shit. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I really like the elaborate part of witchcraft and that's part of it for me. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about materials that you can work with during a spell. So first one, the most common is a candle. Um, you can use candles to represent the deity. You can use candles for protection, to bring in love and light, anything you need. Um, a candle is usually good for it. So say I'm doing that prosperity spell. Um, on my altar, you're going to see a black candle, that, that protection candle that's going to be lit. You're also going to see a white candle that I have that represents spirit. Um, and then you're going to probably see a gold or a green candle lit there that I'm going to be using to represent prosperity. You can use candles for so many things. This is my favorite thing to work with because I love the visual of the flame. I love using fire to create action. So fire is a action element. So to me, it releases that intent out into the world using fire. The next thing I want to talk about is herbs and essential oils. So 
if you do not want to use candles, that's cool. You can use herbs or oils to represent the same thing. So say you want to represent spirit. Instead of using a white candle, you can use lavender oil, any oil you want. But for me, it's it's lavender oil. It has a very high vibration. Um, it's kind of an all-purpose oil, but it's really, really high vibration. So you can dab that on yourself. You can put it in a diffuser while you're doing your ritual. Roll it on your skin using one of those roller bottles. Put it in an altar bowl, whatever you want to do with it. Um, herbs, same way. So if I'm doing a prosperity spell, in my offering bowl, it's probably going to be a ton of things, herbs and, and crystals that have a lot to do with prosperity. So I have got, I usually have citrine, uh, jade, uh, green aventurine. What else will I have in there? I'm trying to think. Oh, pyrite. Uh, uh, those are crystals. I'm trying to talk about herbs. Damn, I got ahead of myself because I love crystals so much. Anyway, herbs. <laughs> I'm going to use cinnamon, clove. I love to use star anise um, and add a little punch to it. Probably some dragon's blood uh, resin is going to be in there. And I just mentioned all the crystals because I wanted to talk about crystals. <laughs> but I'm going to have those in my offering bowl too. You can wear them. During my ritual, I have a specific rituals and spells for me. I need I, I'm a Gemini. I'm a lot. I need all of the, all of the things. So I like to wear specific jewelry for spells and rituals. So I have this giant, uh, smoky quartz pendant that I wear that kind of represents me. To, to me, I'm smoky quartz. I don't know why. It, I just, I connect with it so much. It's all over my house and I need that big giant pendant <laughs> to be worn, um, during these things to represent my personal power, I think. Um, so you may pick out clothing or jewelry or something like that that is specifically just for rituals and spells. And it seems a bit extravagant, but it kind of works on a psychological level. When you put on basically that uniform to do rituals and spells it puts you in a different mindset after a while you're like okay this is my this is my witchy work clothes and it's time to get to business so you may uh, have a shawl or a shirt or maybe even one of those beautiful velvet capes anything like that that just signals to your subconscious that's like okay let's get to business um what else oh let's talk about clearing tools on your altar during spells. So you can use bells, chimes, drums. Some people clap to get rid of crappy energy before and after spells. Um, sound clearing and involving sound into your rituals just adds one more layer to it. I, in the background, always have some kind of binaural beats or some kind of, to me, it's like witchy music, something. Something that matches my intent or mood that I need to be in during a ritual. So I'm going to have sound, some kind of sound going on, usually some music off of YouTube. <laughs> um, what else? I'm trying to think of something else. So there's one thing that I have not talked about that is probably the most overlooked, but most important thing as, as far as spells go. You can do a spell with absolutely nothing. All you really need is you. And I know that we've talked about this before, but I want to say it again for anybody that hasn't listened to the previous episodes where I kind of talked about this a little bit, but you don't need 
any of that. Now that I've spent all this time and talked about all the things, you really don't need all of the things. What you need is you, some intent, and belief in yourself. Those are the things that you really need in order to do a spell. So if you're not somebody who has all the things or, or even wants all the things, you like it simple, then all you really need is you, your intent, make sure it's clear, and belief in your intent. So I would love to hear from people that do spell work that way, that don't use all of the things, that just sit down, center, ask for some protection, and get down to business without the stuff. I would love to hear from you and hear how you um, make a spell and how it's different, or maybe it's the same from how I do it. I love to learn from others. So please, if you do it different from me, I would love to hear how you do it so I can. I love to I'd love to kind of take that information in and if it resonates, then I'm going to add it to my practice. (laughs) So I'm down for all kinds of new ideas. So I kind of want to um, address the question of how do I know that it worked and how long do I wait to see results? So it varies. Thank you, train. (laughs) I I like stopped recording for a second because I thought it was done honking and now it's honking again. So anyway, (laughs) I digress. So for example, I did a quick money spell and by my definition, quick is a couple weeks. So that's part of that intention and and planning part. So define how fast you want this thing to work. How do you, when do you need this? So for me, definition of quick is a couple weeks. And so I did this money spell and we actually did it in the coven, was it last month? Maybe two months ago. Anyway, we did it in the WW Coven. And after I did that spell, we got a pretty decent sum of money in the mail for my daughter's college shortly after I did the spell. And we're talking, I don't know, three to five days afterwards, we we found that. I had asked for a specific amount or greater and the spell was badass. I got greater. So I highly recommend that spell. Um, I think it was from the 1001 Spells, the Complete Book of Spells for Every Purpose by Cassandra Eason. Uh, I love this book. So if anybody is looking for a good spell book, this one has a ton of them in it. And most of them are easily tweakable, but we did um, one of the candle, the quick money candle spells using uh, a rune for that. And I really, really liked it. Um, so, so say it hadn't worked. I hadn't seen anything, any money coming in for a couple weeks. I'd reevaluate the spell and how I asked for it. Maybe I wasn't specific enough or maybe not getting the money, maybe not having that money serves a higher purpose or maybe something greater is coming. Um, I really try to meditate and look at all the angles if something isn't working. Um, I'll usually try the spell again and tweak it a little bit, maybe make it more specific. Um, If it was a long-term spell, then I just have to have faith in my ability, my own personal power, and the universe or whatever deity I petition to help me out uh, to carry out the spell's action. I pay attention to signs and symbols. I'm very aware or try to be very aware, and I look for things that mean the spell is working. I try not to dwell on it, but just be aware and pay attention to life around me. Don't have tunnel vision. Um, So obsessing about it is not good. It it only, it's going to drive you nuts to be like, check your bank account every 10 minutes (laughs) or even every day. Um, Money and prosperity can come in many different forms. So it's something else you need to be 
very specific about. If you're doing a prosperity spell to get, say, $500 in two weeks, and all you ask for is for greater prosperity and abundance, that doesn't mean that you're going to get $500. It might mean that you get a new job, or you got a raise, or maybe you got, you were at the grocery store and, you know, you were on the sidewalk and saw $2, maybe that's what you get because you weren't specific. <laughs> so if you want an extra $500 in your bank account, ask for that. So I mentioned, so that prosperity spell is one thing that I did that totally worked. Um, and then I did a spell to bring in steady money for the latter part of 2019. And while I was cleaning rooms, this is pretty awesome. So like, we're talking like a week, maybe two weeks after I did the spell, I was cleaning rooms at the motel and a guest approached me and asked if I'd be interested in cleaning for the railroad once a week. And that added, you know, a big, big boost in my monthly earnings. And, you know, I continue to do that. So that to me, that was probably part of that spell. It kind of helped line all that, uh, the circumstances up perfectly so that I could get that job. So it's not like I found or won the lottery or run a, you know, just it, that money just came to my life. It came to me in a long-term solution of a, a part-time job. Um, so be open to all kinds of things. You know, I, when I did that prosperity spell for, uh, the long-term one, I did ask like if, it could be, I needed some more steady income. So I was pretty specific. I did ask for a better or new job um, to bring in more monthly income. And I, it's not a ton, but it definitely helps. So I really appreciated that. Um, there's been times where it totally didn't work. <laughs> um, we moved here from, so I grew up here, but then life took me to San Diego and I was there for close to 10 years and we moved home with my daughter. And when I moved home, bad thing after bad thing was happening. Okay, my dogs are in a fight. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Anywho, um, I was not liking being home anymore. I was in a really bad relationship and I wanted to go home. <laughs> and to me, home was back to, uh, it was actually Ramona, California. It's right outside of San Diego. I missed my friends. I wanted to go home. So I did a spell, um, basically asking cause I needed a bunch of money in order to pack up my shit and move back across the back way, half across the U S <laughs> Oh my God, it's my cat and my dog. My Pablo is kicking that. No. Hey. He has a he has a, a narwhal toy that he guards with his life and the cat walked by it. So I guess that was a no-no. Sorry, Dr. Dre. Okay, I digress again. So I wanted to move home. I needed money. I needed to reconnect with my uh, past employers. I needed to do something to be able to financially move home. So I did a spell asking for a specific amount of money in the form of a job offer or um, anything really. I left, I left it kind of open, which is usually not like me, but I was like, I will take any opportunity possible so that I could go home. I did that one like five times. I tweaked it and tried and it never worked. Um, I'm still here, <laughs> but I know now that it wasn't in service to my highest good or the highest good of others for me to, to leave and go back there. Um, if I would have left, I never would have met Brad. I never would have, we never would have 
so the way this happened is I was in Pizza Hut with my dad and Brad's brother uh, and him were in a band and they were kind of looking for someone to sing with them and my dad is a singer. So we saw him in Pizza Hut and they made plans to like go meet and kind of have a jam session and I went with my dad and they're like why don't you sing too and I was like uh, I don't know. So anyway I sang dad ended up not liking it uh, like he needs his own thing he's a basically a one-man show <laughs> and so I stayed and I sang with them and Brad and I were friends for like two years and started dating and the rest is history so if I would have left I never would have met him and he literally is my soulmate I have been with him in multiple lifetimes and finally in this lifetime we're able to be together without opposition or without big opposition <laughs> so in that case that's those that spell was definitely not supposed to work so you need to think if it doesn't work there's gonna there's gotta be a reason why if you do it over and over and over um something in the universe is saying nope just have, be patient something better is coming so that definitely is an example of a spell flopping I've had lots of flops I have tried to burn down my damn house before accidentally during a spell I've had I am like the poster child for what not to do as a witch um I have I like to move around and one day in the ranch house so I had carpet in my office and that was like my witchy room and I'm doing a ritual and I got up to, to like stand and face each quarter when I was releasing and ending the spell and I like flung my hands up because I'm dramatic and I knocked over a freaking candle and that knocked on like fell onto my altar cloth that had feathers like it just was perfect it landed next to some feathers I had on my altar cloth those feathers went up so freaking fast and then that started my altar cloth on fire luckily I had a chalice of water that I dumped on it and everything was fine but um yeah I, I seriously I have done if you there's nothing there's not a whole lot of stuff you're like oh my god I accidentally did this during a ritual dude I am klutz number one so <laughs> don't feel bad if you knock your chalice over or you almost burn down your house or um the candle starts on like I've had it where the entire top of a candle like just lights up like a damn flare and I had to like run with it to the bathroom and put it in water because I didn't have uh I didn't have any water with me during <laughs> during that spell so I like picked up the candle and hauled out to the bathroom so don't feel bad if something weird happens during a spell it's okay we've all done weird shit or had things flop <laughs> during a spell I was asked to talk about the other kinds, like if I've ever done a banishing or a binding or anything, and if it worked. Um, there were a couple times I did spells for binding and banishing, and they worked amazing. Um, about five, six years ago, my daughter was having a really hard time with two people that were adults in the school system in the other place we lived. Um, I won't go into what they did, but let's just say it was really bad and over a period of a couple years um, lots of meeting with the school the school board I met with these people in person it was awful that time period is when my daughter had the worst probably the worst mental health 
struggles was because of those two people. Um, I did everything in my power, in my mundane, in my muggle life that I possibly could over those two years to try to make it stop. So I'd had enough and I didn't know what else I could do. So I did a binding first so their mouths would not speak words to hurt my daughter. And that both, that week, they both it was amazing. They had a remarkable turnaround about how they spoke to her. Um, or maybe they just didn't speak to her. Uh, I knew that wouldn't last forever. <laughs> and there were some really deep reasons behind what I did next, but I banished them physically from her life, from our life. That month, they both got job offers very far away from Maddie, and we have not heard from them since. I don't take that sort of work lightly and I know some of you may be asking me didn't that alter their life course by me banishing them from the area I really think hard on before I do I do that kind of magic and my theory or belief around this sort of thing is that one they shit in their bed now they need to lay in it and two I've exhausted all mundane means of dealing with the issue and this is what I have left this is part of my practice and why i embrace uh, being a witch and three I am a badass witch and sometimes you just got to get shit done right um and also like I said earlier in this episode every spell I do I always end it with and harm none I make sure that I let the universe know I would love this to happen it's gonna hurt somebody if it's not meant to be if it's not gonna serve everyone's highest good then I get it it's not gonna work but these definitely did and as far as I have heard both parties are having a way better life not where they were so that was kind of a condensed lesson in spell work but I hope that it gives you a good idea of what a spell is what a ritual is how you do it um and yes like I know that I have a lot of muggle acquaintances and I even have some muggle friends around here that think spells and rituals and and doing this sort of thing is a bunch of freaking wackadoo crap. But it is not. It's not much different. We do it differently. So your Christian friend goes into the church, lights a candle, and says a prayer for someone's health. Um, or they are, before they go to bed, they say a prayer asking for healing for, and, and rain for Australia. What we do, we add more stuff to it. We do not rely on most of us. I mean, I know some of you are. Some of you are Christian witches, and that is cool. But a lot of us are asking the elements to work with us. They're asking um, a deity, maybe, uh, to, to work with them. We have incantations just like they have prayers. It's not, if you strip it all away, it's intention. Spells are intention. Prayers are intention. So when I try to explain this to muggles, I, I try to show them that, that. That when you say a prayer, I'm saying, I'm doing the same thing. I'm just doing it differently same result. You can pray for money. I know plenty of Christians that pray for their job situation to get better, for money to come to their lives to pay bills so that they can have a roof over the head. Plenty of Christians do that. And that's great. We just do it different. And I, I just wanted to point that out for anybody listening that is afraid to do a spell because they are new 
or they come from a Christian background or you have that that programming that we get when we grow up in a Christian family that maybe doing a spell is bad or evil or against your beliefs it's not any different than a prayer it's just the way we execute it is different I've had the reason I'm saying this is because I've had a surge in newer witches coming to me asking questions about spells and their belief systems um, and a lot of them grew up in a Christian community or Christian family and when they they're drawn to witchcraft they want to do a spell but they're afraid of it because of their programming growing up and that is all legit fears I totally get it I grew up in a Baptist family and that's pretty much just all doom and gloom so I totally totally get it Um, but if you can wrap your mind around it thinking that this is prayer just different I'm just going to add candles and maybe some herbs. And honestly, the church burns incense and lights candles all the time. So don't be afraid of it, but do it in your own time. Um, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be afraid of it because we should all acknowledge our fears so that we can we can deal with it. We can face them and go, okay, I was afraid of doing a spell because my pastor told me when I was seven years old that I would go to hell if I didn't do what the Bible said. So that's all very legit fears. So if anybody has any questions, um, I'm always open to answering my email and Instagram and Facebook. I try to answer everybody's questions in a pretty timely manner. If you're afraid of posting any kind of fears or questions about spell work in the group, you can always message me on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Um, and I will answer as, as quickly and as honestly as I possibly can. So I guess that's it for today. I want to mention that all the uh, Citrine members in the coven should be looking out for a package from Holistic Healing Therapeutics and for uh, uh, from Earth Mama Creations. You should be getting your holistic healing therapeutics pretty soon. She mailed everything out. She posted on Instagram if you want to check that out. Crystal um, from Earth Mama Creations is also in on Instagram, so check them out. You can read all about them on my sponsor page. So go to witchywomanpodcast.com and click the sponsor page, and you can read about each of the Patreon sponsors. And if you would like to join the coven, you can go to patreon.com slash witchy woman podcast. And all of that's in the show notes. It's also on my website. Um, So if you would like to join the coven, head over there and you can learn more about it there. I also want to thank all of you listeners. This has been an amazing journey and I love that this podcast has grown and I love that the groups and all the people are interacting and sharing and supporting each other. I just wanted to say that this is going to be a very big year for a lot of us and I'm glad that you are coming along with me on my journey. Um, I will try to support you on yours the best I possibly can. So I guess that's it. (laughs) So as always, stay witchy. Bye-bye.